Every day we hoistle in at Pilots and Pictards Podcasts. Welcome to the Pilots and Petards podcast. This is Drew, the pragmatic cyclops of this podcast. And I'm Jimbo, the anti-millennial, non-conforming, existentialist, pilot critic, and Kenny of the podcast. And I'm the motherfucking magical Miss Mo, master of pilots, nobos, and spoilers. And this is a podcast with nothing much to do about aircrafts, but potentially everything to do with the first episodes of a filmic series. Uh, real quick disclaimer. Petard is a word. It's a real word. It's a French word for bombs. You should avoid them. Uh, Look it up and read your Shakespeare. Brace yourself, listeners. Today we have a very special rapid-fire episode. We are going to speed through our highs and lows for seven new fall season premieres. We will cast our judgments and finally place them into our Q4B, or the Put It Anywhere Guys segment. All right, and to wrap up our critique, we are going to make some predictions about these seven pilots, which will make it to season two and which will not. In addition, Pilots and Petards is a proud member of the But Why Though podcast community. And we'd like to thank today's sponsor, The Season of Fall. We appreciate you, Autumn, and we thank you for this ad-free listening. So go out and thank a falling leaf and reflect on this season of renewal. Is it? It's not really renewal. I think it's a season of harvest. Going off script there, Mo, but thank you for the note. <laughs> I think that you can't have renewal without endings, and so I don't think spring should be the only season of renewal. <laughs> all right and uh in addition um <laughs> fuck you malcolm gladwell fuck you and your crooked piece of shit pseudoscience um we don't like your books we don't like your podcast we don't like your talk show your articles they are neither science nor philosophy so if you want to contact us to sponsor a show or if you want to contact us to slander your rival we are willing to do either and we will do so for money so please send us that sweet sweet money and fuck you crooked media we have not forgot you just do not <laughs> reciprocate this feud so fuck you for that too Hoisters, if you enjoyed today's ad-free listening, then you owe us. You can repay us by either telling someone else about our podcast, you can listen to more of our episodes, and or you can give us constructive feedback. So pay your debt. So join us today, listeners, as we cast judgment on these following season premieres. The first one will be Relv on Fox. The second one will be I Feel Bad from NBC. Coming in the three-hole, Manifest NBC. Fourth is the new Am- Amsterdam. Fifth is Single Parents on ABC. Sixth, we'll have a million little things. And coming in seventh is The Cool Kids on Fox. So we will determine if each of these will be hoisted or not hoisted. As always, that is the question. All right. And so the first uh, pilot we're going to tackle here is Rel from Fox. Here's a two-sentence summary. Times are rough for Rel. His marriage is on the rocks after his wife took the kids and left. Now he has to figure out how to put the pieces of his life back together and get his rep back in the neighborhood. So guys, we'll do some high points, we'll do some low points, and we'll keep it, you know, we'll keep it pretty quick. So where are you guys at? Um, it was funny. Kind of. Ish. Yes. Good, good description. In like a Tyler, Tyler Perry kind of way. Talk about that, talk about that ethnic humor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a low point. Rel is the sidekick from Get Out, and he is absolutely fucking hilarious in that super disturbing good movie. He -hmm. is not very funny at all in this show, or charismatic, or someone I would want to spend another 22 minutes with. Um, I like some of the side characters. That's one of my high points was a side character joke. Um, But the the titular character, Rel, is not really funny or intriguing. What do you guys think? 
I think he's the same character that we saw in Get Out. I think if if he would have been the main character in Get Out, you might feel the same about Get Out as you did Rel. I think there's a lot of really quality profanity in Get Out. I think his delivery <laughs> of that profanity is part of the reason that he's really funny. And also, it, it's an intentional choice to have him be a side character in Get Out. Like, they made him, like, a little on the side for a reason. And, you know, like, a little bit, you know, gets you a long way. I don't know. Is, is he, you know he's crab manning it up in Get Out. That's not true. He's a really part of Get Out. He's not a crab man there. In Rel, he he falls flat a little bit. And I don't know if it's because of the writing or the delivery of the jokes or a combination of the two. But he he wasn't as, like, energetic or, I don't know. He wasn't captivating. He was just comic relief. In Get Out, you mean. In Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. In Rel, as if we would have just had a movie about him without the Get Out story. I mean, that's... I thought he fell flat, though, in Rel, but in Get Out, like, he really delivered his lines well, and they were, they were well written for him, so maybe, that's what I'm saying, like, I don't know if it's a combination of the two for this show. Now, I think it's a high point that he's a nurse. I like that. You know, gender stereotypes. I also, this this was a, an in-between point. Sinbad is way too white to be the parents of the two main black characters. It doesn't make any sense. Like, Sinbad is, I can't remember. Can't believe how white he is. Did, did he bleach his skin or something? I don't know. He did seem very white. Oh my gosh! I hadn't seen Sinbad in a while. I don't know. He might be that white <laughs> in his old roles. We haven't seen Sinbad in a while. He also has red hair now, so maybe the red hair is making him look more washed out. He was on Always Sunny a couple of years ago. You missed that, Mo and Drew. I did. You're right. Rel's brother was very funny in a couple different scenes. No, I mean, he had this one joke, this one running gag that, like, it came back around enough times for me that I liked it. He kind of had that nice energy that, like, the actor Rel had and like, Get Out, I think. He kind of popped a little bit. I think the problem was Rel had to be the straight man. Like, he had to be the person where all the jokes bounced off him, and that wasn't very funny. I did enjoy the brother a lot more than I enjoyed Rel. But again, like, I think all of us are kind of coming to this conclusion this was not a very good show. No, it wasn't. I think my favorite character was his friend, the woman. She was funny. I forget her name, but not a good sign. Yeah, and she—I thought I just thought she delivered her humor the the best way. It's it's unfortunate. I did want to like it, you know. It's an all black cast, positive portrayals. Yeah, there's a lot of good things going for it, but it just wasn't good. It got off on a really bad foot the intro is absolutely terrible this might be the worst intro ever with the laugh track i hate that me too no i for a second i thought that rel was a a um that rel was an actor and they were showing him being an actor on a show you know what i mean like meta <laughs> that may have saved it because yeah and then i was like wait this is the actual show like there, is this a laugh track what the hell is this it was like a broke ass martin dude yeah, no, Martin was actually funny. No, but the set, no, the set was like a broke-ass Martin set. Yeah, it was bad. It was almost like a play. Anyway, we didn't like it. Should we move on? Yeah, no, hold on. I have one more thing to add, sorry. There is an extremely high point. There is this one scene that made me laugh more than any other pilot we have watched, and I was laughing out loud by myself. There's a scene where the where everyone goes to church absolutely hilarious youtube it if you can if it's if it's available i'll put it in the show notes that scene was hilarious i love that scene best scene and maybe all of the shows we watched you mean when the preacher's like calling him out on his shit yes yes now i'll go touch him it's that was funny um i've been to a black church like that 
Um, it was very interesting and it was like a lot of those jokes were spot on from that one time I went. I mean, I'm not pretending like I'm an expert, but that was funny. That preacher was pretty funny. He's like, brother, just brother's been telling everyone just got out of jail. Probably, probably a snitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a good that was a good scene. That was a spoiler. That was one of the cinematic scenes I did like where he was like, don't walk in with me. OK, <laughs> let's move thought. on. Yeah. Watch or rewatch. Hell no. Hell no. Mm, I don't think so. To hoist or not to hoist? That is the question. Hoist. 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 Quest for the best. Do we have to quest for the besties? We sure do. We sure do, man. That's true. We can quest for besties quickly. We can we can cap all these quests for the best of things. I thought we only quest for the best ones that we... All of them, Mo. All of them, Mo. So this is definitely below Cloak and Dagger. Above or below Wonderfalls? Below Wonderfalls. I enjoyed Wonderfalls in parts. Batman Beyond. I like. I enjoy Batman Beyond more, but this might have been a better pilot. Maybe almost a bad pilot. Let's put it above Batman Beyond 40. All right, so the new number 40, Row. Is that fast enough for you, Mo? Yeah. There you go. So in one last segment um, that we added, listeners, um, according to an Annenberg study, um, only 20% of pilots or new shows get picked up for a second season. So we've done seven pilots in this episode. We are going to predict which two out of those seven will get second seasons. And I think all of us are going to say Rel was going to last five episodes and get canceled. Okay, let's save that for the very end. We'll come back to that. All right, Mo, you want to introduce the next one? Uh, the next episode, I feel bad. Emmett has it all, but she's afraid that she is slowly and surely turning into her mother. Can she parent her kids and live her life outside her mother's shadow? So, uh, high points, low points, in-betweens, where are we at? I mean, obvious high point is it's a diverse cast. You know, you have a South Asian lead with her parents. Um, and I believe Amy Poehler is one of the producers who is usually funny. And I really wanted to like this show. <sighs> I wanted to like it too, but... Yeah, Mo, I'm kind of with you. I What I liked about a lot of the shows we watched was it seemed like almost every pilot we watched was intentionally diverse and interesting in that way. So there was a lot of good representation. So I think maybe like five years ago, that would have made this show a lot more attractive. But that's cool. It seems like all seven shows we watched had cool, diverse casts. And so that doesn't separate this one as much. Maybe Women Behind the Camera does. It's nice that there's a lot of diversity. It wasn't that funny to me. No, this show was funny. Hoisters. Mm. This this was a funny show. They had a great meth joke. And there's and there's some strong feminine issue feminine feminine issues going on. And I thought the satire around parenting was was really funny. I thought the feminine issues were just incredibly spot on in terms of like they were just not being subtle or satirical or ironic. I don't know. I, I kind of felt like this was a show where, like, they were spinning a dartboard and, like, they just threw darts at it. And it was like, it's a South Asian lady who works at a video game design company and her kids are doing crazy things. Like playing MASH with the sitcom? Yes. <laughs> more like that. It did have its good moments. And the I didn't think that the main character and her husband seemed believable as a couple. I, I didn't think hmm. they had good chemistry. Um, I thought the grandparents were awesome. And I like the chemistry yes. with the main character and the nerds. They had like a cute little like bantering going on that wasn't so bad. It was pushing corny, but I think that they had a nice little dynamic. I would say this show's biggest problem is the main character is so flat. Like everything just happens to her and she's an adult. Her daughter is approaching teenage and she has to go to a bunch of young nerds 
to get life help. I mean, this, she's just, she had nothing really going for her besides being the focal point of what I thought was a funny show. This wasn't that funny to me just because like the, I, I feel that her flatness kind of pulled it down. Um, the husband grew on me a bit as the show went on because he just got like weirder and weirder, more unhinged. What I liked about this show was like, um, a little bit like Sunny, there was like a storyline where like, you know, they were kind of insinuating that like nine-year-olds on a dance team were like acting very promiscuous and slutty. And then when like they showed it, they leaned into it. So at the very least, we can draw a parallel between it's always Sunny just going for it. Like, I feel bad shot, it's shot. They left like nothing off the table. So good job trying your best and going for it. But um, I thought the nerd crew was uneven. Some of them hit, some of them did it for me. Some of them didn't. And I did think it was weird that she went to them for advice. It seems like HR. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That goes back to your dartboard thing. Like that was like a dartboard plot point. It like was... where does she work? Okay. Who are her yeah. sidekicks? <laughs> it's, like, it's like young people like video games. Let's have her work at a video game company. It's like she needs to struggle with like feminism in the workplace. Gamergate happened four years ago. Let's talk about that. I did like that the nerds got invested in the situation at the very end. They grew on me a bit at that point. So, like, that part was fun. Last word, Mo. Yeah, last word, Mo. I appreciated the humor, and the nerds were my favorite. I don't know. I really wanted to like the mom. We all wanted to. I love the grandma, though. Hands down. Grandma, grandma, big fan. I like the grandpa and his interactions with the husband. Sorry, Drew. Mo got the ah, last word. God damn it. All right. You're right. Dinner, <laughs> so watch or rewatch. No way. No. No. All right. In the moment we've all been waiting for, to hoist or not to hoist, that is the question. Drew just switched his – I'm saying it's a not hoist. It's a. Ve- it's ba- just barely not hoist. I'm swayed by our conversations most times, and I've been swayed into hoisting. Hoist. Potential. Potential wasted. Yeah, I'm. Ho- I think I'm gonna hoist it. Hoisters, quest for the best. Don't care. <laughs> I thought this was a pretty good sitcom pilot. Married with Children is kind of my baseline for basic sitcoms. I don't think this was a very good sitcom. So I mean, Mo, it's it's you. Is it above Married with Children or below? Below. Okay, so we have a new twenty nine. Yes, we do. I don't know, maybe this rapid fire just got me in like a much more like critical. Yeah, you guys are being negative Nancys. Dude, only two of these, only two of seven are going to make it, man. You got to kill your darlings. There's a lot more premieres out there, Hoisters, just just so you know. Uh, the next show is Manifest on NBC. Here's a two sentence summary. So we got Lost 2.0. Flight 828 travels five years into the future. How will the characters pick up their lives and what other sci fi things are going on? Stay tuned to see if you should give a steaming pile of crap. Hoistlers, can you tell when different members of us write the summaries? Okay. Uh, highs, lows, and in betweens. Come on, guys. Jimbo, get in there. You love this show. I didn't love this show. I enjoyed it. This I like so as you can tell, this was Lost 2.0. I think it's a way to jump the gun a bit. I liked the science fiction and mystery a lot better than Lost from this as far as the storytelling. So high points, I think the sci-fi around time travel is a definite high point. I think the plot is pretty good and I think the ending is in- intriguing. I think a lot of people will enjoy Mel no. I as well. Well, okay. The time travel was cool. I think given that this it was filmed 15 years after the pilot of Lost, the 
the storyline was had way more potential considering the technology that could exist nowadays and it could have been stronger and the and and the acting could have been stronger i i'm in between the two of you um because i don't think this is i'm re, i'm revising my idea for the q for the b possibly because now i'm getting nostalgic for loss that mb is cropping up but um when i watch this because i watch these in like two increments like first four then three this was a very strong pilot this was probably my strongest pilot until i saw a later pilot i'll talk about um and what i thought really played well were the emotional moments um there are emotional moments between family members and like man they could have been real corny and real cheesy but like i'm trying to think of one that didn't hit because it seems like every moment when a character met someone that they hadn't seen for five years it was good and it was good acting so um well maybe maybe this is better than the lost pilot okay i'm gonna get rid of that yeah so i i liked the emotional moments and i think they played better than anything in lost there's some high stakes too like the as far as high stakes like with the characters and with and with the plot like 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 i went back to saying the good plot like there's there's a lot of interesting things going on and they're all kind of connected together and a lot more connected together than the lost pilot like eventually in lost they connect everyone together and it and you you can tell like that wasn't maybe the original intentions. I was I was intrigued and I actually it ended on a somewhat of a cliffhanger. So I was more I think this is the one show I watched that I was the most compelled to watch the next. Jump in the gun. I have a, I have a low point too. I have one more thing. Um, I want to piggyback on something Mo said. Um, in terms of production values, the last shot was bad FX. Um, that does not bode well for the rest of the show. I didn't notice. Oh, it was corny. Um, you know, like when you're watching a YouTube video and someone like shittily overlays an explosion over someone's face or something, that it was it. So, um, yeah, that's not a good sign, but I'm with Mo. This intrigued me to watch the second episode somewhat. Loss would have actually gotten a plane and blown it up. Well, that's a spoiler, but Mo, it's you know, that's three that's three yeah. pilots in. That's yeah, your first that's spoiler. That, that's pretty good hoisters, as you know. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> the only low point that i saw i didn't even notice the cheesiness of special effects i guess i don't really care about that but the, there's some inconsistencies with characters in general just accepting absolutely craziness and then not accepting absolutely craziness so there's some inconsistencies with with like this world that that they've built like they didn't elaborate enough on how crazy it is that these people were missing like there would be like a really stupid point and it seemed like everyone just accepted that really stupid point. And then there was a point that was not so stupid and people are like really questioning that one. <laughs> okay. I don't remember it as well, but I, that seems totally accurate. Cause like the character work and the acting in the show was good. The mythology and the powers and the mystery was kind of bad. So I would come back to kind of see the after effects and like where the, the story goes. I'm not, I don't, I kind of don't give a shit about why it happened. All right, so watch or rewatch. I would rewatch this at least episode two if Mrs. Nomalous is interested, and we watched it together. So I think there might be some interest there. So I, so I might watch episode two depending on Mrs. Nomalous. I, I might watch this. I got, I got a little, little uh, show hole right now. I could, I could go for it. Pop it in there, see what happens. Same. I got a lot of packing to do, and I could definitely have this on in the background. Also, if this gets bad, it this is the type of show it would be fun to make fun of. So I could hate watch this a little bit, too. Oh, one more thing I liked about it is that it's in Queens and, like, you know, less obvious part of New York. 
less obvious burrow. Kind of like that. Okay, so now, the moment you've all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist? That is the question. This is not hoist. Not hoist. Not hoisting. All right. Is that no. is it? Is that our first not official can, uh, unanimous not hoist tonight? Yeah. It, it is. This is one of my personal choices to get a second season. Oh, Spoiler. We're not talking about that yet. I got yelled at, but okay. I, uh, I, I may also be leaning in that direction. All right, so the quest, quest okay. for the... It, it's just a little, you know, just letting people know a little force, you know, a little, like, intro. It's not foreshadowing. Yeah, it's not really foreshadowing. That's yeah. it's a little blatant. All right. <laughs> It's a build-up. It's a build-up. Yeah, the thing I'm reflecting to, Mo, is Jack was shitty in, like, the pilot of Lost, especially through the 2018 lens. So so here's the question. How much, yeah, how much better than Lost is it? This was not better than Lost. Way better, was. dude. Way better. Was. Think about the character moments in Lost. There was, like, one-ish. Maybe near Castle Rock? My My range is above Lost, below Crown. This is not better than Crown. Okay, yeah, I I agree. It should be below crown. I could put it above cheers. Mm. No. It's definitely going above lost. Yeah, Mo, it's going above lost. It should go like right above lost. It should go like directly above it. I think it should be above Cobra Kai. Mm, why? Cobra Kai is really cheesy. <sighs> That's true. All right, I can go above Cobra Kai. Okay, so we have a new 25. Uh, uh okay, next. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about this one. New yes. Amsterdam. <laughs> We've already referenced him once tonight. A broke wannabe Jack from Lost takes over as the new director of New Amsterdam Hospital. How will broke Jack and his staff, he didn't fire, deal with a handful of crazy emergencies? Stay tuned to find out if you should give a steaming pile of crap. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I I coined the broke Jack, but I think we all know exactly who broke Jack is. He he was my high point. He wasn't broke. He's a he's a medical director. They get paid six figures. He's just like a a whack a whack Jack. He's like a broke ass Jack from Lost. Like a low, like a second rate Jack. Exactly a second rate Jack. I mean, like right? Yeah, second rate. Second rate means what I think you're trying to say. Broke means no money. That's what I was thinking too. It's slang, Drew. Come on. Broke is slang. Broke is slang for joke. Yeah, broke is a joke. Yeah, exactly. It's like broken, broken, not not out of money. It has it has multiple usages. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do it with second rate. I'm gonna reread it with second rate. You're not gonna reread it. No, no, no. Come on. It's they all got it, man. They all. It's done. Okay. <laughs> but he's but he's the high point. Okay, he's he's a second rate actor. Dressed up just like Jack from Lost in every single way. I think his sideburns were ex- the exact length. Everything about him was Jack from Lost. His puppy dog eyes. He may have a stupid tattoo on his arm. We haven't, you know, we haven't got him with his shirt off yet. TBD. Hey, there's there's seven definitions of broke on the Urban Dictionary, and none of them have anything to do with being second rate or shitty. Um, number one is the state of having no money. Number two is it refers to being penniless. Number three is broke is when something becomes when it stops working. <laughs> and then the next one is not working or can't be fixed or no money. And this is your authority, Urban Dictionary? Yeah, it's everyone's authority when you want to talk about slang. Come on. That's who everyone went to Urban Dictionary during like the. Okay, for one, we'll put in broke ass. But anyways, fair. Okay, 
we we have not given any time to the show and my high point is the craziness <laughs> um there is a lot of just buck ass craziness things happening on this guy's first day that's my low point it was interesting from the first minute to the last minute it can be it can be both it can be both how does this guy literally move his feet fast enough to be in all these different places at once cuz he's wearing scrubs how is this happening is this hospital like five rooms big well, I don't know if you noticed, in the first scene, he tied his shoes nice and tight. Yeah, he did. But then he went on a jog and jogged to work. He's not messing around. I loved when the when the janitors were talking shit about him in Spanish. There was just way too much going on. And everything was, like, so intense, so much, high, like, high stakes. Like, imagine the five craziest things that could ever happen at a hospital. All this happened in the first day. And then three more crazy things happened. On top of those crazy things. In between those five crazy things were other crazy things, just like sandwiched. With a side of crazy. Way too much going on. And they also try to develop eight characters at once. Way too much going on. Like they try to tell everyone like, oh, you're, this is like the POC doctor from whatever. And this is the broken doctor. And this is whatever doctor. It was just too much. The jet setting doctor. Right, right, exactly. It's this is the other doctor, and then and then he's a doctor too. Everyone's a doctor. Mo, you your background is in like the medical field somewhat. Are, do hospitals do that much stuff? It kind of seemed like that hospital also like had a school in it and no. a farmers market and an atrium. Okay, they don't. I mean, UCLA is a teaching hospital, and even when they're they have active, you know, residents, it's not. I mean, it a lot of it happens obviously, but in one day. There's no terrorist Ebola attacks? Literally. I was going to say, I was like, Ebola? Uh, low <laughs> point. Uh, I thought we'd gotten past this as a society, but um, New Amsterdam, if you're listening, don't play Fix You by Coldplay. <laughs> Fuck you. That shit is beyond cliched. I don't even know what song you guys are talking about. I'll fix you. It's Coldplay. It's because you've heard it so many times that you just automatically phase it out. The only way that could have been worse is if they played that Hallelujah song right the fuck afterward. I love Hallelujah. Drew's a <laughs> hater. It's in everything. That's a great song. It's annoying. It's kind of like overly done in yes. emotional scenes. and Go out and find other songs, musical directors. That's lazy. You were lazy, New Amsterdam. You tried so hard with everything else and then you just fucked it up. <sighs> it was too much. It was dumb. I'll, I'll agree with you, Jimbo. That broke second-rate whack-ass Jack. Whack-Jack. Did really well in making himself to be this, like, do-good med director. And I liked his backstory as to what inspired him to become the medical director of that. That was cool. His his character development was good. To an extent. But again, it's like, how much can this guy handle in one day? To an extent, yeah. It started, yeah. Off, it started off good. Okay, moving on. Watch or rewatch? No, thank you. No, I have seen enough. It was plenty, and it was awesome. It was like, this is this is good, bad, but still bad. I might just put this in the background while I'm packing and see how ridiculous shit gets. Mo, text us. I will. Let us know. I don't care. Everything that happened in a full season of Grey's Anatomy happened in one. <laughs> yes, that you know that's a, that's the best description. <laughs> yeah. All right, hoist. There's a moment we've all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist? Hella hoist for me. Hoist, hoist, hoist. We'll be hoisting. Petards everywhere. This is a bad pilot. How bad is it? Quest for the best and worst pilot ever. 
Is this the worst pilot we have ranked tonight? Is is it going to go below Buffy? Definitely, it's nowhere near Buffy. Buffy had the sin of being boring. Like Buffy was boring and annoying in places. This show is never boring. Above or below Ally McBeal? That's a good spot. I liked it better than Ally McBeal. Above Ally McBeal had shitty gender. Is it above or below Batman Beyond? Below. Then that's going to put it two spots below Rel. Yeah, that's fine. That sounds about. This was this was the worst pilot we watched for a variety of reasons. Above Ally McBeal and below Batman Beyond. Nope, that's the new number forty-one. All right, so moving on, hoisters. Uh, number five, our fifth pilot of the night is Single Parents on ABC. Here's a two-cent summary. A newly single, ridiculously sad dad becomes the grade parent for his daughter's second grade class and is adopted by a misfit group of other single parents. The group sets up whatever Taryn Killian's um, character's name is on a Tinder date and wackiness ensues. Is he in SNL? Yes, he's a former SNL guy. He was also the king on Broadway in Hamilton. That's right, but not originally. He was the, He's the king that I saw, actually, in New York. That does not get single parents any points for me, though. I liked Single Parent. I enjoyed it. I really liked the ridiculous dad. I actually liked a lot of the characters. I thought the intro for this was really well done. It hooked me in the intro. The intro, the bait was out there, and like I bit, and I was along for uh, the ride. Refresh my memory again. They're all at the preschool, or the second grade. They're all like leaving their kids, and they're having these conversations with their kids. Yeah, I was trying to think if there was like a better scene that I had forgotten. Okay, sorry, go ahead. I enjoyed it, man. I was hooked from the first scene, and I was along for the ride, and I enjoyed it. I was la- I laughed out loud a few times, and it, it references one of my favorite songs in the last couple of years, How Far I'll Go. It's my song I play for, for little baby Jamie most days. Written by Lynn Memo Miranda, Hamilton again. Yep. yep. <laughs> my, my high point for this show was the child actors were very funny, and they were good actors, and a lot of the best humorous parts played directly off them uh, the adults were just in my opinion not mega funny i liked them where you at mo i liked that each of them presented this new perspective of how someone can be a single parent and i thought that was an important thing to to show but it just wasn't believable to me that all these people that were essentially strangers became this tight group by the end of the show yeah, I don't think this is intended to be a believable show. I, I think if I was <laughs> expecting reality, I would have been very disappointed. But I think the opening scene like sets you away from like reality. It sets you up into like it's just a wacky, a wacky world. Eh, um, it wasn't wacky enough for me. Um, I mean, all the children are more re- reasonable than their parents. Like that's like they set it up in the first intro. That's not an untrue statement, in my opinion. I didn't like how the kids were so eloquent. It was weird. I could see that. They're just, they're second graders and they're over here like swathing their outfit choices. And I don't know. I, I didn't really like it. I think that's a fair criticism. I think there is at least a a touch of reality in that anyone that's ever spent time with like a young kid that's in that, they, they do have their personalities and they're like so into like one thing and they're little experts in that one thing. Like, you know, like I'm thinking of my nephews. It, it's an exaggeration of like real life. Yeah, I did. I did respond to the kids and their personalities, but like Taryn Killiam and the actors from Gossip Girl, I did not like them. I didn't think they were funny. I thought they were annoying and humorous objective. So this was not humorous to me. 
No, it was it fell flat. Never mind. I want to I want to spoil it. So go ahead, Drew. Yeah, and if they're setting up some kind of chemistry thing between like Taryn Killiam and Gossip Girl, mm-hmm. there was very little chemistry. That was the thing. Like, I don't feel like the adults had good um like interactions with each other. The kids had good chemistry with each other and with the adults. I don't think any of the adult actors really played well off each other. Mostly, it kind of just came off as like really annoying to me. Yeah, I did enjoy that. The Asian dad who is twenty years old and sneakerhead. Yeah, that guy. He was he was consistently funny. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I really liked that perspective of what it's like to be a parent and maybe an unexpectedly single parent. Because that would be that would totally be me. Like just at the bar with like my kids strapped to me. Like I'm gonna party still. I'm still gonna party. <laughs> Douglas was a high a high point too. He's he's that dad that thinks that he can just buy everything. Is he Brad Brad Garrett's character? And so he's just trying to buy everything, and he's a super conservative. He makes an Obama <laughs> yeah. joke. It was funny. He's like, would have been worse under Obama or something like that. Like that guy was funny. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I like how he just tries to give everyone money. Yeah, they all had cool little individual character beats, but I mean, as soon as they interacted with each other, I got bored and annoyed. And even like the um the Gossip Girl actress. Um, she had a cool flashback, like her thing where like she was talking about like being like way over your head as a parent. Oh, yeah, that was a funny one. Yeah, they all had decent moments. But yeah, as soon as they got together, like I hated the scene where Taryn Killiam and Doug Douglas or whatever, like we're talking to each other. Yeah. Anytime that they were that the group of single parents were together, I hated it. And then they sing how far I'll go at the end. That was fun. With just two cops, like not trying to like bust a cap on all of them. Well, the guy was white, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a majority white. There thing. was a running gag about a mer a mermaid bag, and that I thought that was hilarious too. I think all the adults had like one funny, interesting character moment, except for Taryn Killiam, and I was just like, "This is the guy. He's the center of the show." I didn't think anything he did was funny. I thought I thought he was so pathetic in in like the funniest way. I appreciated his socks with sandals look. <laughs> Everything about him, man. I thought he was funny, dude. <laughs> He was too pathetic. He was too pathetic, though. He was on the edge, for sure. I enjoyed their take on modern dating. <laughs> that was funny. But, I mean, again, that was, like, not related to him. Okay. Uh, let's move on. Guys, watch or rewatch. I'm not going to watch it. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm not going to watch it. It's not a good pilot. I'm not going to watch it. No, this screams five episodes in the cancellation. This is not making it for sure. And now, Hoist, is the moment we've all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist, that is the question. I just said it wasn't a good pilot. I changed my mind. It is a good pilot, and I'm not going to hoist it. <laughs> because I enjoyed it. Then watch it, Jimbo. Okay. I watched it. Watch the next episode, Jimbo. I didn't enjoy it that much. Then by your criteria on most shows, you would have hoisted it. No, no. My criteria is if... Rapid Fire just brings out the, like, sympathizer in Jimbo. Usually Jimbo's the one that's super critical but we we're the critical ones this week i will say this i usually watch pilots twice i did not watch any of these twice all right okay so i'm hoisting it for sure here mo here's a little here's a little g-chat bump hoist all right split decision movement on quest for the best don't care (laughs) i think it's better than rel i think it's worse than i feel bad oh I refuse to put this above Glee. I enjoyed Glee so much more. I agree. I love Glee. Glee is my hard ceiling. Alright, um, Firefly. Firefly was bad. Stick it above Firefly. 
above Firefly. Oh yeah, I'm fine with that. Thirty-seven. New number thirty-seven. All these pilots are like and hoister these between thirty-one and forty. These numbers are going to be a little off because we are placing them all. Every number that we have announced yeah. has been based off of our our Original running list. list. So some of these twenty-sevens are probably going to be a little bit lower, and that's fine. Yes, it will all buff out. So next one is a million little things, or maybe one you guys should because I didn't watch this. Well, this would be the only part you get to talk about, Mo. Just oh, reading the season oh, right. summary. A million little things. A tight-knit group of friends starts to question how tight they really are when one of their friends suddenly and mysteriously dies by suicide. What revelations will be discovered leading up to and after the funeral? Tune in and find out if you should give a steaming pile of ground. So Mo did not get to watch this pilot, but Jimbo and I did. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get through this. Based on the promo material I saw for this show, and there was quite a bit of it, um, this show was heavily promoted. It seemed like it was like a bro-centric show, um, but the pilot ended up doing a nice job. I don't know if it evenly split the time between the bros and the ladies. It wasn't even, but it was but it was well split. Yeah, it was much more than I anticipated, and it was well done. So there was a really nice split between male and female characters dealing with grief. I think they did a nice job of weaving this friend group together, because like sometimes I imagine there's quite a few people out there where... Or you're friends with someone and then your partners become acquaintances with their partner or the other person. And this show did a good job of like actually showing that this small group of friends had connections across and it wasn't just like spouses and friends of spouses. And this show had great themes. I love the themes and the, and they and they took like hardcore stances into those themes. Yeah, this show did a really cool job talking about depression, talking about suicide, talking about male friendship as either like a toxic idea or as like non-toxic masculinity like friendship. Um, and there was like some very cool dialogue about those themes. And even sports, loss, cancer. And and it really it really developed each of those themes in an extremely thought-provoking way. Low point. This show cut in like three layers of stupid mysteries of like lost style. I like, I compared it to Desperate Housewives, but that show is a satire. This show is like really going for like, in my opinion, like cool, thoughtful commentary and interesting conversations about things that just aren't talked about on major network TV. And it really, really soured me on this show that they tried to shoehorn in like three mystery subplots. I hated that. It really messed with me. What was the third one? I saw two. Mm, there's an affair. There is some kind of weird mystery um, dealing or something. Maybe it is just two. Um, maybe not a mystery, but there's melodrama with one character's health that is going to be hidden from another character. So I maybe that's not a mystery, but that's more melodramatic than the rest of the show. So there were tonal shifts that really turned me off because I feel like the show would have been strong enough to just be a character drama about these very... I don't want to use the word cool issues, but like these very um, interesting topics that aren't talked about. So that turned me off a lot. Topics that need to be talked about. And I think and I think there's even one scene specifically where where the three friends are talking about how friends get together and they don't really talk. And I think that was just like, hopefully it'll, it'll inspire people to talk a little bit more because it, it was a it was a perfect example of of what they're of what they're not doing. Hey, back to the mystery, though, there's. There's at least one mystery too too many, if not both of them not really necessary. Yeah, I think there was like a stupid, ooh, something fishy is going on here mystery. And then I think a, the second smaller mystery could work in the context of the show if there wasn't a bigger stupid mystery. That's annoying. 
Yeah, I actually would prefer if I had to keep just one, I would choose the bigger one and drop the and um, drop the smaller one because I thought that one's just way too much. Like that was unnecessary. You think that's like Desperate Housewives melodrama? It doesn't. It doesn't need to be those two. He could have been having a affair, and he could have developed all those same things without connecting every single thing together. Yeah. Then I mean, again, that's just another knock on the show. It was annoying, but I mean, I feel like on the one hand, I will give the show this. If it was a show about depression, suicide, male friendship, grief, and loss without the mysteries, maybe it's on Sundance. Yep. Not ABC, but I would have liked the show a lot more. I agree. Watch or rewatch, Jimbo. Or I guess watch. Or re- watch or watch more. If I had to watch an episode two of these seven shows, this would be it. Um, No, for me, it, it kind of really annoyed me, you know, like... I'm not offended, but I am pissed that they did this and they couldn't just go for it. You know, like I really would have enjoyed a show that tackled those themes and the actors are cool. And it's a, it's another diverse cast um, that is doing some cool things. So this is disappointing, like a million little things. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, but I'm also mad. Jimbo, hoist or not hoist? Not hoist. This is a strong pilot, I think. I'm going to hoist this. This is a flawed pilot, and it's flawed for the things it didn't do, and it's flawed for the choices that it didn't make, and that's annoying. So I am going to hoist this. Wow. Getting, you know, I was thinking this one's up there. Maybe close to this is this close. It's better than Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it's better than Friday Night Lights. I don't think it's better than Rick and Morty. Okay, I I think Always Sunny is better. So is it better or worse than The Punisher? The Punisher was... Was definitely cool, and you probably want to watch the second episode better, but I don't think The Punisher was better. I don't think The Punisher took as many risks, even though it could have. So, yeah, that's fine with me. New number 18. It was it was good. It was just, like, this is up- not upsetting. This is, yeah, this is this makes me angry. Like, they could have, like, it was fine. And, like, they could have done it without the dumb shit. And the dumb shit was recurrent. It came up a couple times. It did. Let's get Mo. Bring her back in. All right. I'm back. So our next episode is uh, The Cool Kids. Tragedy strikes an old folks home as three old friends mourn the passing of their buddy Jerry. But their mourning is interrupted when a new old lady takes Jerry's seat at their table. Will the fellas adapt to this new member of their group, or will she just find out that she just doesn't fit in with The Cool Kids? Hoisters, had I wrote this two-sentence summary, it would have included broke-ass, always-sunny crew. Except they're not poor. (laughs) So you could have said second-rate, it's always-sunny crew. They know what I mean. Or just like a geriatric. Yeah. Geriatric is always saying true. The gang gets geriatric. The gang goes to the old <laughs> folks home. The gang retires. <laughs> yeah. They're worse strong. It's always sunny parallels. And our girl Artemis is in there. I was really excited to see her. Charlie's fixing a table. And this show was created by Charlie Day, the actor who plays Charlie. I didn't. Did you guys say that when we proposed this show last week? Not when we proposed it, but Jimbo texted. Okay, yeah, I noticed when in the credits, I was like, oh, produced by Charlie Day. High points, low points in between. I didn't see a lot of high points. I, I, I thought this pilot was pretty weak. I will say the old gay man was my high point. He was also my high point. He stole the show for me. He was very funny. Was the black old guy, da- David Allen Greer, from... Yeah, it was. Man, that guy got old, huh? Time, Time marches on been a while i'll say this for the ensemble cast they played off each other so much better than single parents i agree 
I disagree. Okay, that's fine. You can. It's subjective, but um, you know, they had good chemistry. They were funny. Um, I really liked the callback of like all of them running away joke that that came back around and it was funny and I kind of believed it. You know, like I believed their interaction. I got a little bit into their shitty little um sitcom problem that got solved in 22 minutes. Uh, I like old people. I think old people are funny. And I I also like the little interstitial cuts because like they had these like between every scene, they just had like a really funny, weird YouTube clip or something of an old person doing something wacky. I loved those parts, like the intro with the couple dancing. And then what was the one in the in the middle? There's a water skiing one. Yes. I And that was, you think that was real or you think it was photoshopped? No, it was real. Yeah, it looked awesome. To build off that, I loved just seeing old people be active and not what you typically would assume them to be. Because I feel like Western society always disses and forgets about above 50s. We can put a link up, but like apparently nowadays old folks' homes are dens of venereal disease. Yes, they are. That's not new news, man. That's old news. The way we perceive old people is like... They're getting it on. They're banging and they're not using condoms because they can't get pregnant. And they're also just old and they don't give a fuck. And they, Viagra's the thing now. That shit kicks in. And most of those old men spent time over overseas in the military, so... Old Jimbo, yeah, give us some of your low points. It seems like maybe Mo and I enjoyed this one a bit more. What do you have against old people? A lot. Um, <laughs> the show was boring, it was predictable, and they were very cheap laughs. I thought the little gay man had some earned laughs. And also, I kind of dug the shtick of like the middle guy who just did weird, crazy, hippie things throughout his life. Yeah, me too. Where he like did a ton of acid and now he can't eat a roasted tomato or eat apples. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that's a cheap laugh. So, like, the cheap laughs didn't didn't hit much for me. Um, I think it's a cheap laugh if it's a one-off. I think if it's his shtick and it keeps coming back, like, there's a little bit more groundwork they're laying there. David Ongrier's character, uh, he just wasn't that funny to me. But, I mean, he was kind of like the plot device. He was, like, the one who was like, oh, I gotta earn it. Um, I liked the female um, friend. I don't know her name, the character or the actress. But um, I thought she was funny, and I thought, like... I thought the I thought the show was organic. You know, I kind of bought that she was in the group. Spoiler warning! By the end of the show, I liked her. I liked all the characters. I have to say, this was of the comedy ones. This was I thought the funniest. Wow! Agreed. I I also thought this one was the funniest. <laughs> Jeez. Humor is subjective, Jimbo. It's fine. They had good chemistry. They really yeah. did. I thought this was the worst, man. You I thought, thought this was worse than thought... Rel. Yes. Wow! What? Really. Rel was bad, and I feel bad wasn't very funny. Rel had one really funny scene. Uh, Rel had the funniest scene. No, I didn't like this show. You didn't like little gay man walking up and like spitting his game. He was funny, but he didn't make me laugh. I I didn't laugh out loud once in this show. I think I laughed. I laughed out loud in all the other sit- sitcoms. I don't laugh out loud that much when I'm by myself, but like I get bored and things get tedious, and like a bunch of the other sitcoms were boring, and I was just like, uh. This one, at least, I was like, I'm down for the thing. You're right. I mean, it's an unoriginal sitcom, you know, cliche. You know, it was still there. All right. This might be our biggest battle. And luckily, this is the end of the show. Yes, it is. Are we going to watch this show? I'm not. Definitely not. Not even a, even a little bit interested in this show. Again, given the timing of my where I'm at in my life, I will probably run this in the background while I pack. Mo, this is like the fifth show you're going to run while you're packing. I mean, are you going to be packing for five days? I mean, I'm going to pack. I have a lot of shit to pack. She's moving. She's moving her life, man. 
she, you know, she might she might run through all these shows in the background. I okay, so like slight tangent. When I was in Peace Corps, I had this really dumb idea that I was gonna like program all the shows on my on my external hard drive and do like I'm gonna watch like this show, Modern Family. I'm gonna watch it on Tuesday night, and then The Shield. I'm gonna watch on Wednesday. So I try to like create like your own calendar. Yeah, my own network schedule. I did not do that. I ended up binging things like a normal person. But maybe Mo is going to, like, set up a little schedule for herself. She'll watch a New Amsterdam and then a Cool Kids and then a I Feel Bad and then she'll come back. And I mean, I'll just click through it if I get sick of I'll start with Manifest and see what happens. Oh, I was like, please watch more New Amsterdam. I want you to watch more New Amsterdam. She can't me. binge watch these shows. They only have, like, two episodes out. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll be done after the second episode of most of these. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, hoisters, the moment you all been waiting for. To hoist or not to hoist, that is the question. Big hoist for me. Not hoist. I like old people. Mo? I... Oh, Mo. Mo. Good representation. Fun little show. Wackiness ensues. Old people. I don't... Well, now I'm torn. I think I originally put not hoist. You didn't put anything, didn't put Mo. anything. Mo, you choose. I was like, whatever about it. I liked it. Hoist though. it. Like, hoist it, man. Yeah, I'm hoisting it. I'm hoisting it. All right, there you go. I'm rarely this this harsh, so it feels I'm on a roll. There you yeah, go. Yeah, roll with it. You know, we have a big obstacle here. Quest for the best. I didn't think it was a great pilot. I'm not going to fight you and put it in the top ten. I said on here that I think it's um, maybe better than Altered Carbon. I mean, me personally, I'm saying b- below rail. You you would watch another episode of One Tree Hill before you watch another episode of like the Cool Kids. Wow, that would be tough, huh? I'd watch episode two of Ally McBeal before I watched episode two of the Cool Kids. Well, all right then. Let's. Uh, you want to put it above real? I I can do that. I I would put it above real. Below or above under Wonderfalls? Call it. Mo, did you watch Wonderfalls? I think this is better than Wonderfalls. All right, I can do that. Was better one false? Okay, so that's the new number thirty-nine. We looked up a study that said that like a whole bunch of pilots happen, um, but a whole bunch of pilots don't get second seasons. So we're gonna talk now about which two pilots we think will get picked up for a second season. We found out through an Annenberg study that twenty percent of these shows will make it. Two out of seven is twenty-ish percent um, on the generous side. So. Um, Mo, I'm I'm gonna scroll up to the list. I'm gonna read the list out to you and for our listeners, and then let's get your first impression. Um, so here's the list of seven pilots we watched: Rel, I Feel Bad, Manifest, New Amsterdam, Single Parents, A Million Little Things, and The Cool Kids. So where where's your head at immediately, Mo? What do you think is not gonna get renewed? I thought this through to the point where I have to. I know we'll go forward. Or I feel we'll go forward. What do you want to eliminate? Which two do you want to eliminate right off the bat? Rel. I feel bad. Although, because Amy Poehler's such a powerhouse, like, that's a possibility that it might it might make it. Because the season one of Parks and Recreation is not good. It's rough. It's not good. But it's a great show now. But, or it was, you know. It's a good point. It's a very good point. The thing with New Amsterdam, I think it might get picked up because people like that kind of crappy show. I want New Amsterdam to get picked up. I don't want to watch it, but I want to. I want to hear more about the craziness. <laughs> no. I'm in. Gosh, it's so bad. 
It's so bad. If I ruled the world, that that show would be canceled. Get you know. So so are we gonna rank these based off of what we think about the pilots? Or are we gonna base are we gonna rank them based off like speculation? I think we should do it off speculation because I like what you're saying. Like we didn't like New Amsterdam, but you know, America elected George W. Bush twice. So what do, what the fuck do we know? Will this be one of those shows where Amy Poehler, NBC loves her? Maybe they'll keep her. I don't know enough about TV. I could see all these TV shows. No. No. A Million Little Things won't make it. No, A Million Little Things might not make it. And I didn't even really? watch it, but I just can tell. <laughs> just from the previews. And from what you guys said about it. I think it was pretty good. Statistics say that two out of these seven, or 1.8 out of these seven, are going to make it. So I... I don't see all these. Rel is not. I I think Rel's gonna get canceled. Um, honestly, I think people might get like if Manifest doesn't like deliver in the first ten episodes, I think people are gonna drop Manifest. I think I think Manifest will make it. Manifest had good ratings, like over ten million people. I think watched the pilot. Yeah, the pilot. How many people watched the second episode? I don't know. Okay, that matters too. Well, it kind of matters that people showed up for the first one too. Mm-hmm. The appeal. The previews were great. I would, I think I'm going to go with Manifest and I feel bad. Only because, because it's Amy Poehler. I personally would pick the cool kids and Manifest because I think the cool kids was better. First of all, Fox is infamous um, on the turnover of their sitcoms. They're a grinder. Like they just chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. They just churn shit out. These shows, if they don't perform, they're going to get canceled. So like if, if, if viewers aren't watching the last, the last few episodes, they're they're not going to stick around. A million little things is not going to hold on because I think their mystery is going to die. Yep, the mystery is going to die. Single parents probably isn't going to make it either. New Amsterdam sucks and it's probably going to get a second season. All right, so we'll put Jimbo making the <laughs> New Amsterdam. Yeah, I'm going to say New Amsterdam and, and Manifest are my are my two picks. Jimbo, I want us to have some kind of elaborate like. Um, high stakes bet and the loser has to watch like 10 to 15 episodes of new amsterdam <laughs> sorry it's not it's the the payout doesn't doesn't uh the cost benefit analysis is very poor on that yeah for a thousand bucks you want to give me a thousand bucks if i'm right and then I, if i lose i'll have to watch 15 episodes i'll do that for a thousand bucks i'll you know i'll risk watching 15 episodes do I get a thousand? Well, okay, I guess I guess it's the cost. Okay, I, I okay, I get what you're saying. I'm not gonna make that bet. Okay, um, <laughs> I, but Jimbo, honestly, I feel like if we were in a room together and it was seventy five bucks, you would take that bet, dude. You know how long those episodes are? I was gonna say, just do it by like how much you get. You're gonna need to pay me more than minimum wage to watch that show. That show is yeah. <laughs> okay, that's true. That would be more. Than, that would be less than minimum wage. Maybe like I bet you, you would do five episodes for a hundred bucks. That's, that's 20, 20 bucks. Bu- that's over 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, for sure. I'd do that. Yeah. No taxes. Okay. <laughs> Man, this is tough. Um, I might just have to go with Jimbo. Um, yeah? You, you believe in New Amsterdam? I want to. My, heart's <laughs> make, my heart is making that pick. I just don't believe in Americans. I don't trust Americans to choose good TV shows. I stand by my earlier political statements as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or pick good presidents. Cool, look at guys, we did it we did this quick. Are we just gonna sign off now? Are we gonna shop talk? We gotta do those plugs, which is not written, but Jimbo probably remembers them. Oysters, if you can't tell by the plugs we were about to announce, the show is officially over, but if you love us as much as we love us, we're gonna stick around for a few more minutes, and we would like to, as always, thank 
Jake Drew for our intro and outro music. If you would like Jake Drew to make you some music, you can contact him. His info will be in the show notes. And you can always follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and follow our blog. So you can participate in those pre-recording discussions, join in, and continue any and all of the discussions we are having here. We would love your feedback, your ideas. Bring it to the website. And you can also find us on Twitter, um, Pilots and Petards, at Pilots and Petards. If you search us, we are the only Twitter handle that includes both those words. Um, interact with us. Give us some comments, some show notes. Uh, we're also available on butwhythoughpodcast.com, along with some other cool shows, as well as some of, my, some of my movie reviews. So go check those out as well. Anything to plug, Mo? No. Mo's going to get on Twitter soon. I keep sending her funny tweets and she LOLs them. So the long, slow drag of getting Mo on Twitter is in progress. Fun fact, if you go to Google and you put pilots and P, you will see us as one of the first options in the search bar. Thanks, Google. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they'll sponsor the next show. Except Jimbo would hate that idea. Yes. Yes, I would. I liked this. I also, I thought the recording was cool. It was fast. It was furious. Um, I wouldn't mind doing another rapid fire show because I think we didn't do any CBS shows. I think there's plenty of fall shows to justify another rapid fire. I'd be down. So hoisters, if you're still there, let us know what you thought about the rapid fire because there's more shows to rapid fire. Yeah, I did like it. I just didn't like having to watch seven really dumb shows. In one week. In one week. You know, we didn't know they were going to be dumb. We can always also give ourselves a couple weeks and then, time, like, you know, give ourselves more time. Oh, that's a good idea, too. In two weeks, let's do another rapid fire. Yeah, let's pick um, tonight-ish and we'll email each other and text. And I love the sigh, Mo. I love the sigh. <laughs> See, I think Mo struggled with this was too much like homework for her. Like one show <laughs> in a week is, is one thing, but seven in a week. And she and Mo did good. She she got about an eighty five percent. Okay, she's six getting out of a, seven. A, a, a B. Yeah, eighty five. Oh, it's not a B. Six out of seven is that a B? It's a B, 85? dude. Well, Mo, based on the standards based grading that we use at my school, um, that is a three point six. Okay, out of four. And don't I get a half enough. point for like seeing the preview? No, de definitely not. Mo, you get you get a half point for really jumping in with the Q for the B. This was a very engaged Mo. I'll I'll give you enough of a point to bump you up to an eighty seven, which will justify a B plus. Okay, How's fine. That? Thank you. There you go. All right, guys, this was fun. Every day I'm hoistling, Drew out. Every day we hoistling, Jimbo out. Every day I'm hoistling, Mo out.